emotional state hit me because I was starting to process all of the work that went into being able to summit this with with enough time to be able to complete this race without getting DQ'd. And you know, I was thinking about all of those 4 a.m. wake-ups that I had, with those long runs, those those long solo runs in the cold and the rain, the crappy weather, you know, eating a salad when I really just wanted that double double cheeseburger with bacon, grabbing a water instead of a beer, and and more importantly, pushing through all those alarm clock moments when I really just wanted to lay back down in my really warm bed with my beautiful wife and getting up to go run. And it was as if all those smaller daily victories that I had laid out over the last six months had hit me in this moment and they multiplied, gave me this huge, gigantic boost of, of not just energy, but joy. Gave me a ton of joy for life and gratitude for my, my wife, my family. And, and that was my aha moment. That was my takeaway from this entire race. My name is Thad David. I'm a former Marine Recon Scout sniper with two deployments to Iraq. As a civilian, I've now facilitated hundreds of personal and professional development trainings across the country. And it struck me recently that the same things that help civilians will also help veterans succeed in their new roles as well. Join me as we define civilian success principles to inspire veteran victories. Ten years ago, I moved to Colorado and I saw a picture. I'll never forget. I saw this picture that said the Pikes Peak Marathon. And I immediately said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to achieve that. I'm going to make that happen. I, and at that point in time, I'd, I'd never run a marathon before, but I knew that I loved climbing uh, several of Colorado's 14ers. And I was like, well, that's a challenge. I'm going to take, I'm going to do it. Well, fast forward a few years and I never thought much about it. It was always in the back of my mind. It was always lingering, but I had never set up to achieve it. Well, three years ago, I committed. There was a buddy of mine that said he wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do it. Let's make it happen. And so we we did. We started to plan for it. We started to talk about it. We started to look into it. And for the, anybody that doesn't know, just to give some context, the uh, Pikes Peak Marathon is actually it's actually the toughest marathon in the country. Not the toughest run, just the toughest marathon distance run. And so in order to do it, you actually have to qualify for it. You have to be able to send them a marathon time that will allow you to qualify to be able to go attempt this run. And and really because it's such a difficult race. They want to make sure that you're able to complete it. So they're not, you're not a safety risk, anything like that. So uh, step one for me was to do a qualifying run to get a marathon distance run knocked out. So I picked a date. I picked a time that I felt like was, it was far enough out that would give me enough runway in order to train up for it in order to make it happen. And you know, fast forward really, really quickly up until my cutoff time where I actually had to have this, this qualifying run done. And I failed. I failed to make it happen. I wasn't able to get this qualifying marathon done. And I had all of the excuses in the world. And I just didn't have the results. You know, at the end of the day, I didn't do the training. I didn't put the work in to make it happen. I was torn up. I, I swore that I was going to get over this. I swore that I was going to make it happen. And I, it, it hit me in a really, really weird spot. Because I hate saying I'm going to do something and then not completing it. And that's what had happened. And so this time, knowing that I was like, you know what, next year, this is not going to happen. I'm going to make this run happen. I'm going to get after it. This is going to be something that I do. And so I, I chose a, there was a half marathon coming up that was about four to six months out from this point in time. So I signed up for it. And then four to six months after that run, I found another full marathon that was being run. And I signed up for that one. And I knew that with these two runs stair stepped out, if I got ready for the half, I could do that. Then I could step up and do this full marathon. And so I knew these smaller goals 
that I was going to be able to stack them up and be able to hit this big goal, which is to qualify for this Pikes Peak Marathon. And, you know, really fast forward through all of that. I did the half, I did the full, and I was able to qualify. I was able to qualify and get signed up. And then it was go time. It's time to prep for this Pikes Peak Marathon. And I had been running a little bit, but I, I don't want to say I was taking it super serious. Uh, but my buddy, fortunately, he sent me this marathon training plan. And it was basically, an, it looked like an Excel document that told you every single day what you needed to be doing all the way till race day. And whether it was a run day, a rest day, it told you the distance you needed to run. And having felt the failure of what I previously hadn't done, what I didn't do to get ready for that qualifying time, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to commit to this. And so I did. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this process. I'm going to commit to this process that he gave me. And I did just about every single run that it laid out, probably 95% of the runs that it recommended, I did. And I even added to it, he had given me some books because he let me know. He's like, man, you're putting some some miles in. You need a few good books to listen to. And so he gave me some running books that were there were really stories about running, about ultra running and, and things like that. But in listening to these pro runners, it taught me a lot about how to train for running. And it gave me some little micro goals. I started training around heart rate and different things like that, that I'd never considered before, but it gave me inside of these daily runs, which were my smaller goals. I actually had little goals inside of that to keep my heart rate at a certain pace or a certain heart rate. And in order to to maintain this training plan that that seemed like it felt like a really great idea. And so, you know, all these little mini goals, my daily runs, my goals inside of those daily runs, I really felt good. It felt great to start knocking these out. And, and I really knew I knew what needed to be done. I knew that if I just did these things, I would be good. And it felt really manageable. And, and then every single week I started to stack these victories. You know, I would get it done this week and I could feel my confidence rising. I could feel everything just in a good space. And about two months out, I was prepping, I was doing some gear prep, getting ready because there's a few things they, they make you bring along for safety. And so I was reading about all the, the pricing, different gear, and you, know, you can spend a substantial amount of extra money to cut like six ounces off your, your weight for X piece of gear. And it, it really started to make me think how much extra weight am I carrying around? You know, I was not a heavy guy, but I would say I was a little bit muscular. I was like, well, how much extra weight am I carrying around with all this muscle? And so I, I really decided to factor that in, you know, if it's going to cost me you know, a couple hundred bucks to shave a few extra ounces off this piece of gear, how much weight could I cut? And, and how much would that be worth to me on this mountain? So I started looking into what I could do to shave some weight. And I decided to quit drinking and I decided to give up sweets, no chocolate, no alcohol till after the race, which it was funny because the booze, I don't, I don't normally drink a lot anyway. So the booze wasn't that difficult for me to lay off, but the chocolate, the chocolate and the sweets, that was tough. That's definitely my kryptonite. It was really strangely tough for me to give up chocolate and sweets and really amazing because over the next two months, I was actually able to shave down 20 pounds, 20 pounds. I was back into my military weight. I was still, still pretty cut, but I was very, very lean. And, 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 you know, 
two months ago, I would have never considered myself, you know, a heavy guy, but 20 pounds is substantial. That's a lot of weight to cut, which really made me realize how much extra weight I've been carrying around. You know, I've been adding up weight, adding up weight, and I just let it go. I just kind of let it, let it be with me. And this was another confidence boost. I had this other big boost of confidence heading in. And then before I knew it, race day was here. Now it's time to start race day. And just to, to let you know where it starts is the race starts just, just right outside of Colorado Springs. It starts at 6,000 foot in elevation. And then you climb, you run for 13.1 miles to the top of Pike's Peak, which is over 14,000 foot in elevation, which means you climb for 7,800 feet from the starting line. You go 7,800 feet and then you jog back down to the finish line. And I've done several 14ers. I've even done Pike's Peak before I did it from the backside, not this route up, but it was brutal. I mean, it was brutal. It was really a tough thing to do, mainly because I had this pace that I wanted to maintain in order to get up to the summit without getting DQ'd. You know, there's these checkpoints all along the race. And so you knew, and I knew that I had to get to the top before a certain time or they would they wouldn't let you go back down so if you don't make it you get cut and so i had kind of done a back azimuth of some you know what would it look like what pace do i need and i'd set a game plan of just having a 20 minute mile pace and i knew that if i did a 20 minute mile pace that would actually get me not only to to get up there well before the turnaround time it would actually give me a respectable time at some time that would be pretty proud of and so the the entire way up, it was it was tough. You know, the last two to three miles of this were brutal, getting all the way up to the summit. And and for some reason, though, right up at the summit, I started to get emotional. I started to get really emotional up at the top. Uh, part of it because I, I knew that I could fly back down, and and I made it up at the summit. I got to the summit and with ample time to be able to get back down with a good time. And then morale changed, and it was go time. I was feeling really good, but that's not where my emotions were. Now, my emotional state hit me because I was starting to process all of the work that went into being able to summit this with, with enough time to be able to complete this race without getting DQ'd. And you know, I was thinking about all of those 4 a.m. wake-ups that I had with those long runs, those, those long solo runs in the cold and the rain, the crappy weather, you know, eating a salad when I really just wanted that double, double cheeseburger with bacon, grabbing a water instead of a beer, and, and more importantly, pushing through all those alarm clock moments when I really just wanted to lay back down in my really warm bed with my beautiful wife and getting up to go run. And it was as if all those smaller daily victories that I had laid out over the last six months had hit me in this moment and they multiplied, gave me this huge, gigantic boost of, of not just energy, but joy. Gave me a ton of joy for life and gratitude for my, my wife, my family. And, and that was my aha moment. That was my takeaway from this entire race because I've always considered myself to be a very grateful and happy person. I love my wife. I love my kids. And it really hit me right there in this moment that my joy, my happiness is my responsibility. You know, my family didn't change. I changed. And when I changed, when I adjusted, I found a new peak of love and appreciation for them and, and love for my own life. And this, the same thing is true for you. You know, everything you've ever wanted in your life is right there in your reach. 
know, and it's literally sitting right there waiting for you to shift that one thing that you know you need to do in order to make it happen. And after that, it was smooth sailing. The rest of the race was great. You know, especially I managed to link up. There was this guy that on the way up, we had crossed paths several times and we linked up yet again on the way back down. And as we got closer to town, I heard him coming up on me uh, and I could just hear his footsteps and he yelled out at me and we just sprinted for the last four miles. We, we booked it all the way down. We had a nice solid conversation and it was fantastic. It was just a, a really, really great race. And in no way did I compete with my age group or the other beast that did this, um, but I did complete it. Yeah, I set a goal years ago and it was done. And I was on cloud nine. I was feeling great. It took a lot though. It took a really, it took a long time for me to process it all week. I've been thinking about everything that went into it, really trying to soak it in. And I've been filled with a lot of pride uh, and a ton of gratitude. It really hit me hard this week. And, and during the race, like I had mentioned, is just how much my wife, how much I love her, how much she supports me, how much she supports me in, in this journey that I had. And it really made me feel loved, you know, knowing that, that she's always got my back. She's always there for me and you know, things that I all, I know, I really feel it in these moments. And my overall happiness has just skyrocketed any anxiety that I had. Uh, I feel like that's gone. And, and yes, there would be something to be said for the fact that my watch has registered me going up. It says I went up 780 flights of stairs and burned 6,000 calories over that 7.5 hours. So I, I get that that would be a, a factor inside of it, but I really think it's a bigger piece of, of setting a goal, working towards that goal and completing that task at hand. You know, and, and that's a lot of what we talk about on this show is, is the power of goals, the power of daily goal setting and how much it impacts your life. Now, all of this and this entire conversation made me think about Jerry, Jeremy Dotson's interview where he talks about the 20 meter scan and the five meter study. And basically what it says is you set the goal that you want to accomplish. That's the far out goal. And then you set the daily tasks up that you need to do in order to get there. And what it's easy to do, not so, sorry, easy to talk about, not so easy to do, which is, is why most people don't do it. That's why most people don't do it. You know, we all talk about the big goal. It's easy to say, I want this big thing. I want this. And it's sitting out there and we talk about it. We say we want it, but I don't think you do. I don't think you really do. I know for me in this moment in time, reflecting back to when I didn't qualify for this marathon, I can say, I don't think I really wanted it because I wasn't ready to put the work in. I didn't lay out the task that needed to be done. And so I know that that's how it showed up for me. In fact, even on the second time, I didn't even know what I didn't know within it. And fortunately, I had a buddy that stepped in. I had a buddy that stepped in and said, hey, Thad, this is this is your daily plan. This is what you need to be doing every single day in order to train up and complete this marathon. And that's my message inside of this is what's that big thing that you say you want? What is it? And then what are the tasks at hand that you need to lay out in order to make it happen? And if you don't know, if you don't have the daily tasks at hand, Who's out there? And that's the essence of this. If you're listening to this right now, that is literally what we're talking about here is finding somebody that you can look to, a mentor that can help you on this path, finding somebody that's been where you want to go, somebody that's climbed this mountain that you want to climb and just ask them. I promise you, 
they will be more than happy to share with you the things that they did in order to get there. But it's up to you. It's on you. If you say you want it, if you really truly want it, you need to figure out the pathway in order to make it happen. And so it's on you. It's on you to make this happen. It's on you to get these things that you want in your life to lay them out there and to accomplish it. Until next time. One million veterans. Empowering one million veterans is my mission. My name is Thad David. And if you like this mission or this podcast, there's a few things you could do to help me out. And number one is just leave a five-star review and let the world know that you enjoyed this show. Number two, follow or subscribe the show wherever you're watching. And number three, share it with as many people as you think would find value in it. Now, if you have direct feedback for me, or if there's anything that I can do to personally help you out, please reach out to me directly at victoriousveteranproject at gmail.com. I truly look forward to hearing from you. Conquer today.